on today's episode of Halftone Takes. Corey forgets my birthday like the huge piece of shit he is. <laughs> I just saw that. <laughs> I never. I remembered it last year. I just happened to work. <laughs> I was busy. <laughs> I was busy not remembering your birthday. <laughs> Halftone Takes, high-contrast conversations where we zoom out to see the bigger picture. I am one of the hosts, Corey Revis, a.k.a. the one that does not know the song, and this is my other... <laughs> this is my other host. Hi, I'm a total trash mammal, Adam Bucheri. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, and we are talking about very something specific. Uh, I'm asking Adam about one of his... Apparently, all-time favorite games slash experiences slash you'll tell me, mm -hmm. tell me when mm -hmm. to stop. Uh, we're talking about Night in the Woods. So, if you haven't heard about this game, and by the way, yeah, we're getting straight into it because Adam has a lot to say about this. Um, but <laughs> yeah, uh, if you have if you haven't heard about it, it is a, an indie game that came out in what year? 2017 2017 i wanted to say 18 but i knew that wasn't right it's not a long game it is very much anthropomorphic it has uh all the characters are animals and uh but it has a very real human story to it um you know it, it it's okay i'm talking a lot <laughs> about this game that I just finished. <laughs> yep. Let me ask the man, the myth, the legend. Let me ask this boy right here. How, what, what is this game? What, <laughs> what, how do you feel about this game? Well, let's, okay. Let's back up. I have bullet points, guys. So Ooh. how do you find, how did you find out about this game? Tell me. Thank you so much. I'm going to ignore that bullet point and go back to the question that you just asked oh, me before. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, just to give a, a little bit better of a pitch. If you uh, were coming into this, I'm going to try to hold off on spoilers for as long as possible. But this is a game that I'm going to inevitably spoil while talking about it. I do recommend this, but this is a qualified recommendation where it's the kind of thing that like, this is a game that was incredibly special to me. It hit me just right dude, on a bunch of different axes, which I'm going to get into because this is a game that's so specific to me, but I do recommend it um, if you are interested in a game like this. So ultimately the way that I would pitch this is it's a small team that made this. And it is a, you know, kind of walking sim, kind of visual novel, kind of uh, uh, storytelling game where you are going through the, the, you know, a slice of life of our main character, Mae Borowski, who, as Corey mentioned, this is an animals wearing clothes game. So just the art direction is, you know, all the characters are animals. It doesn't really affect the story, uh, like it's not a Zootopia situation, yeah. so just treat them as people. But uh, the main character is a cat named May Borowski who has just dropped out of college and is returning home uh, kind of as a failure and trying to figure out 
what the next step of her life is going to be while visiting her old friends who she hasn't seen in a couple years, uh, getting reacquainted with the town, and ultimately uh, uncovering this mystery that's going on in the heart of it. Um, I think it's a really special game that, uh, again, really resonated with me. So if that sounds interesting to you to have like a vaguely spooky storytelling first game that's really about these characters and relationships and about the feeling of how you can never step in the same river twice because the river has changed and so has you. Uh, you know, if if that sounds appealing to you, then I so, do recommend so has uh, Night in the Woods. So has you. So has you. So has you. Use has changed, boy. Use changes. <laughs> oh, did I just turn into Jar Jar Binks there for a second? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, recommended. Uh, especially you, Jules, who said you were going to play it, but you Uh-oh. didn't. Got All him. Out. Fucking got, got him. Got him. <laughs> Execution. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'll try to be, hold off on specific spoilers and talk in generalities for as long as possible. Yes. Uh, but uh, part of what makes this game so specific to me is my personal relationship with some of the, the twists and developments that happen in the story. So with that said, uh, to your first bullet point, how did I hear about this game? How did this game come onto my radar? And the answer is probably just that I am kind of uh, unusually plugged into indie circles. I see trailers mm. about stuff that comes up, and I, I, I'm i interested in small studios' efforts because, uh, frankly, they, I've just there's been a lot of them that have done good work recently. Mm-hmm. The game that we're currently playing is uh, uh, my wife and I uh, is Chained Echoes, which is a game that's oh. mostly made by one person. It's just like a, <laughs> hey, here's a 30 hour, you know, chrono trigger that one person what? did. Uh, <laughs> and it's pretty darn good. If you like a chrono trigger, it's, it's pretty good. Wait a minute. Chain of Echoes. Uh, Chained Echoes. Chained yeah. Echoes. Okay. So it's not Sea of Stars. Sorry. Uh, no, I am highly that inter- one looks good too. Yeah, I am highly interested in Sea of Stars, but we're not okay. That's not that's something different. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was like something else. Okay, never mind. The the point is that just like uh, small teams have been doing really great work, uh, and I'm always excited about it. So mm-hmm. I was familiar with this uh, from the very first Kickstarter trailer, and if I'm going to show someone something to sell them on this game, uh, I will show them the Kickstarter trailer. Uh, mm. partially because it's got, I think, maybe my favorite music in the whole thing, which is uh, a wild to consider because this is a really uh, excellent soundtrack kind of top oh. to bottom. Uh, but yeah, I, I love that Kickstarter trailer. I think it really does a great job of setting the mood. Okay. And uh, Well, because yeah. I've, I've never heard of this, like, so I'll have to check that out. So for full context, I've been telling Corey to play this game almost since... It came out. Uh, Which one? Wait, what? Night in the Woods here. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the one that you were just talking about. No, no, yeah. no. We're back on Night in the Woods. <laughs> you t- well, to be fair, in context of the context, Adam tells me to play a lot of stuff. <laughs> I do tell him to play a lot of stuff. Hey. And sometimes I'll be like, hey, Corey, you're not going to like this game, but it's good. <laughs> uh, I, I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know what to tell you. I don't don't tell me. Yeah, and then you'll the... be over there being like, yo, Street Fighter 6. And I'm like, I'm so happy for you. 
Yeah, exactly. That's great. He won't. He won't reciprocate. <laughs> it sometimes makes me upset, but mostly I'm okay with it. <laughs> but I'm. I'm not gonna like. I'm sure Street Fighter Six is good. It's just not the kind of game that I'm gonna put some time into. Well, okay. I and here's the thing: is I know that. Mm -hmm. Um. But I think if any fighting game would probably interest you, it would be something like, you know, maybe a more Guilty Gear or even Them's Fighting Herds, which is very silly. <laughs> and have you ever heard of that? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like that would be more of your style of, OK, this has interesting mechanics or something like that. And it has like interesting world setting and um like the characters like it, we talked about this like off mic at some point about guilty gear like strive and yeah. how you're like oh it it looks cool and i was like yeah it's it's yeah. weird and it rocks the like literally arc system works like the they they have unlocked some magic when it comes to oh yeah their graphical presentation yeah yeah if only they went straight for the you know the technical aspect <laughs> But I don't want to get into that. All you fighting game yeah. guys know uh, about DBZ and their debacle of what? What is this online play? What is this? What is this? I have code? no idea what the controversy is. Oh, I just yeah, know yeah. it looks you, really you good. You wouldn't know. It's, it's about technical netcode type situation. Here's the controversy. The game is called Dragon Ball Fighter Z, but it's pronounced Fighters. And I hate that. That's that's what I. That's my See, controversy. I love that. Dumb as hell. Fighters. It's not dumb. You you you're just thinking about it wrong. <laughs> no uh no uh no uh. You're dumb actually. <laughs> no, no actually. Uh. So yeah, I I'm a I'm a villain and I don't uh, always follow up on Corey's recommendations, but that's okay. We play different kinds of games and uh, well, I, yeah. I also think that we are getting better at recommending things to each other that we would actually maybe play. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, oh man, Adam would like the this kind of stuff. And no, it's not <laughs> it's not like everything is dark and depressing. It <laughs> automatically means Adam likes it. No, uh, this actually. Like playing Night in the Woods gave me a kind of a a better understanding mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. Adam's thought process and what Adam finds appealing, not only in you know what he likes to play, but in how he likes to play it, which is also very important. But um, the subject matter and the overall tone yeah. of things, because we all have like extreme cases of like oh i really like this mm. but then you get more specific and you get something like night in the woods for adam and i'm like oh this is very insightful um and not just that but i feel it was a very well-made game too um so i personally yeah. like the art style a lot and everything and that definitely brought me in but you know Going back to how you feel about this and how you were introduced to it, let's wrap back around to how mm -hmm. in the mm -hmm. hell did you find out about this? And apparently, from what you've been saying, it's like, no, nah, I just, I just knew, man. I, I just I plugged in and I saw it and I was like, ooh, cute. I saw it early on and it had a killer art direction and it had some great music. The music's also very good. <laughs> it took place in Pennsylvania and. Uh, 
<clears throat> yeah, just it, it, it was tapping into like an existential dread that like <laughs> yeah. was a, a relatable flavor of it. Like it wasn't yeah. true detective season one existential dread. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, the mundane kind of uh, feeling trapped in, you know, a, a larger system, which is what, what you know, a big part of the game is about is just, you know, systems of oppression, systems of uh, uh, governance and thought that hold us back and, uh, you know, hurt us societally. Um, mm-hmm. And the fact that they're able to talk about it in what I think is a, a pretty mature viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a game that has an opinion. This is a game that w- takes a stance on it. It doesn't simply present the information and allow the the mm-hmm. player to draw their own conclusions. But I think that it has the correct opinions, at least for me. Like, how much you agree with this game probably will depend, like, impact how much you enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, I agree with this game philosophically. And... Uh, yeah. Therefore, it uh, it really works for me. It, yeah, it, it hits you where where it counts, mm-hmm. which is important. That's good. Yeah. If if anybody can find games like that, which I'm almost 100 percent guessing that there are all types of games out there being made, and therefore there are, it's a game specifically for everybody like this. Then you know that's a good thing. And and I I don't think it probably is a game for everyone. I'm sure that there's a lot of people who are going to bounce off of this game, either mm-hmm. because they find the gameplay tedious, which is to say that like you spend a lot of time just like running back and forth around uh, a city where basically all you're doing is talking to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I understand that as like a point of friction and a point of tedium. Um how much you agree with this game's politics will impact your enjoyment. And then also uh, just how much, how much tolerance you have for this specific flavor of like millennial energy. Oh yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the, the, the sarcasm is super high in this game. The, just the, um, the level of just, you know, snark. Yeah. Is like, I don't think it's at a tipping point, but it's definitely super high. (laughs) There's a lot of snark. But, like, here's the thing. It does the James Gunn thing that, uh, to me, makes it work. So by what what I mean by that is that people um, complain about how in uh, 2012, Joss Whedon invented bad writing with the Avengers. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, which is fucking dumbest take in the yeah, world. That's dumb. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I've seen th- th- arguments basically to that effect many times, but like uh, people are just like, oh, it's quippy now, and now everything sucks. And there is an element to it. Like w- what I think people are picking up on is like an insincerity in mm-hmm. so far that it feels like the characters are performing for the audience mm-hmm. and not for themselves. It's just like, Oh, I'm going to say this funny quip because the audience is going to like it and then they're they're going to repeat it to their friends. Yeah. Right? Like that kind of quality to the writing. Meme generation. What what James Gunn does in his superhero films, uh specifically, he's done other movies of course, but I think I've only seen Slither uh for his the, the rest mm-hmm. of his oeuvre. Um <laughs> What what James Gunn will do is he'll have characters who are very snarky. So 
Rocket Raccoon probably being the best yeah. uh, example. But there are many times in the movies where people will call them out and being just like, hey, I get that you're being snarky and defensive. This feels like it's a weird defense mechanism that's uncalled for right now. And it seems like you're using this to deflect from your own pain. Like, Mm -hmm. it takes it seriously. These are characters who are talking to each other. And often what we're seeing are, like, these defense mechanisms in order to, uh, uh, you know, help them deal with being themselves and deal with Mm -hmm. the pain that they carry. And that's a lot of what Night in the Woods has, where it's snark, it's sarcasm, but also these are real characters who have real personalities and real insights. Um, And often when, when that facade comes off, when you see, uh, you know, characters being vulnerable, like Mm -hmm. it hurts like um, early on in it. uh, I'm going to try to, you know, keep this broad. This is an early game, uh, mild spoiler, but they go to a a party in the woods. Basically the, the first night that uh, may is back, and she gets too drunk on like three beers, uh, which for me, relatable, absolute featherweight. I might actually, this is this is fun news, uh, Corey, you haven't heard this. I might actually have an alcohol allergy, which explains really? why I have been an absolute featherweight my whole life. And really? I'll just start hurting if I have more than three drinks. <laughs> what? I have never I, heard this before. I, oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. But My, like, 23rd birthday was spent in Los Angeles, and I had, like, three drinks, and then I had to excuse myself from this little, like, you know, party at the apartment block and just go lie down on the floor of a, <laughs> of our bathroom in the dark, in the cold, and just try Jeez. to be like, oh, oh, my back is hurting so bad for no reason. You got blasted. Off of, it, three, it, off of three drinks. I know. It's, it, it literally is affecting me differently. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm having I, a non-standard alcohol experience. I mean, some, some people, hey, so mm-hmm. at least you know. At least you're just not like, I got to do it until I completely 100% know. It's just like, no, I'm, it's just not for me. And I'm, I'm, Anyways, uh, our main character, May Borowski, who again is a... Uh, returning, having just bombed out of college, uh, is at this woods party where now she's maybe a little bit too old to be uh, here and doing this. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, there's an ex who's there and she gets up on a stump and does this little monologue about how she's back, baby, and how she'll never die and how everyone's a fucking idiot except her. <laughs> uh, this is where the uh, aforementioned I'm a total trash mammal yeah, uh, yeah, line yeah, comes basically. from, uh, as well as the very good I've got nightmare eyes. Uh this is I a very forgot you said that. That's pretty funny. <laughs> this is a quotable game to me. Uh, yeah. But... Uh, yeah, she then, you know, makes a total ass of herself uh, and then drives home with her uh, best friend from years ago, uh, B, Beatrice. Yes. And B has been cold and distant uh, since you've gotten back. And now you are drunk in her car and there's just this extended sequence of her driving you home and just really 
tearing into you just being like, what were you thinking of doing this? Like, you really fucked it up. And also, you're a bad friend. And also... Uh, yeah, yeah, you, you I was going to say, like, you probably don't want to go too much into it because then that goes into, like, it's it's like a branching path. There's so many branching paths in this in this game of, like, conversations anyway that lead yeah, to the, bigger things, crazier things. Mm. I, I wouldn't say that this is, like, really, like, a choice-based game. This isn't, like, a, a telltale kind of thing. But, like, you do have some agency in, in how you present uh, your character, the dialogue options you have, and specifically mm-hmm. who you choose to spend time with. You'll get to see some scenes and not get to see others. Yes. Um, but something that I love about uh, this, uh, which is a, a trick that the recent game Homebody uh, also mm. does. Uh, I told you, Corey, that that was a cool game that you would not like. <laughs> yeah. I also knew uh, about that before you told me, too, because um, it's made by, like, a friend of the Game Grumps guys. Yeah. and Not the Game Grumps, but, like, the team. Yeah, yeah, but, like, yeah, one of their team members who's been working on it for, like, a long time. So they promote it a lot. Yeah, but the trick that uh, I'm talking about is, like, you're given dialogue options where, you know, you're in the car ride and she's saying mean things to you, including, like, what happened to you? You used to be smart. You used to be worth talking to with, Mm -hmm. like, oh, God, just stab (laughs) me in the heart. And then you get dialogue options where it's just like, B, I don't think that's being fair. Or you can say, hey, now. I just got back and it's been hard, but when you, whatever option you select, you just like drunkenly slurs like, no, B, I love you though. <laughs> and it's just like, it's a really good encapsulation of like, you know, the disconnect between what you want to say and how you actually yeah. communicate. Um, cool stuff. Like, it, it's, yeah. I really like so many of the storytelling choices that mm-hmm. happen here. That's good. Um, I noticed that too, like throughout the story of, and I, I kind of got like, I kind of saw what they were doing. I was like, oh, I see how this is. So mm-hmm. basically when I did, when I was able to choose like um, dialogue options, um, I was like, okay, how is she going to say this? Which is mm-hmm. clever is a, to me anyway, is a clever way of getting invested in characters mm-hmm. because you have to pay attention to these characters. Like they're yeah, and by characters, I mean they're all pretty, pretty real life people. Yeah, like they react in real life ways for the most part. Yeah, everybody I think is all like of that. the main cast is really solid. And I was like, huh, I it, because um a big thing about this game, and I I you'll probably get into this later, but for me, a big thing about this game is I know all of those people. Yeah, yeah. I know every character in the game. I know them. I've seen them. I know how, like, I've talked to them. I've, you know, it, it's amazing how the characterization is, how strong it is in this game. And I was, that's one thing that really impressed me about this game is I'm like, I know all these people. Yeah. Like, it, it will inform you. I'm pretty sure we'll get into this later, but it will inform you of my we'll probably talk about our favorites in this game or your favorites in this game. I'm sorry. And <laughs> no, no, like, I want to yeah. like, yeah. I, I, I certainly want to hear your opinions on it too. You're interviewing me on this, but like, yeah. I, I'm just thrilled that you finally, uh, got to, got around, after to, <laughs> yeah, got around to play again. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, but I'm sure we'll get into like our favorites of this thing and like our char- favorite characters and all this kind yeah. of favorite moments. Um, that definitely informed me of yeah. some of my favorites. So, so, yeah. so what you're talking on is something that like I really feel the need to to drive home, which is you know you're talking about like oh I know all these characters, and like. I mean that in the most literal way possible. Um, <laughs> so Doug Benson is kind of the, the the head guy who worked on this. It's a small team uh, yeah. who did it. Um, uh, just just as a real quick aside, I feel like I do have to, uh, you know, address that there was some controversy around the composer who mm. uh, just a, a bad group of circumstances that uh, uh unfortunately led to him committing suicide which oh, wow. is yeah it's it's not great overall that, yeah that's that's not great at all um uh. it, and i i don't want to to bring that up just to uh introduce bad feels uh to the conversation uh however he like there was some controversy around his behavior but also i feel like he didn't deserve that and so uh i'm empathetic to the situation while also uh acknowledging it moving on um the thing that like i can't get over with this game is like how specific it is so doug benson the lead guy who worked on this is from pittsburgh really i yeah oh can you not tell I mean, I don't, sometimes, like, well, here's the thing. Sometimes these creators, unless you look them up, I'm just assuming Mm -hmm. that this is, like, the stereotypical thing that they think about when they're making, like, a setting and game and stuff like that. So, Oh, no, this is way too specific. Well, maybe he's from somewhere, like, Midwest, and he's like, well, this is very stereotypical. I've done my research. This is how it is, type Mm -hmm. thing. Not, like... I mean, now that I know that, I'm like, oh, I get it. That's good. Yeah. Like, he actually knows. So, <laughs> and not, he's not just like an outsider kind of doing his research, which is possible. Yeah. But he actually is in it. He he has his feet in it. It's always possible for someone who's not a native to, uh, to a location to be able to write fiction in that location. Like, I don't want to gatekeep that. However, yeah. someone who is born and raised and enmeshed in this stuff is going to have like a specificity. Yeah. Uh, and I feel that so hard. Oh, so, yeah. There's a super. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot here. Yeah. There's so, little nods. Very tiny that I was mm-hmm. like, wait a minute. <laughs> like I did. I definitely did like the fry, like mm. I squint of hold on a second. What are you talking about? <laughs> so my hometown is Erie, Pennsylvania, uh, right next to Lake Erie, which is only a couple hours away from Pittsburgh. Corey, you are a Pittsburgh native through and through. I'm from New Brighton. Uh, that's mm. where my parents still uh, live. Um, but that's about 45 minutes away from Pittsburgh. But I've existed in and around Pittsburgh, because I have family that lived there. My granddad lived on the north side. Um, mm. We currently live, like, in the West End. Uh, and I- I've been around. I've been around here. Yeah. Uh, and as a result, like, I don't know. Like, again, the specificity where 
it, it just feels constant. You There's a couple of people who you bump into on your daily when you're doing your daily rounds and you're just hanging out with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple of people outside of ba- a bar who hell or high water are going to be chilling for the smelters. Go smelters. Go smelters. <laughs> Go smelters. Which is obviously just the Steelers. Yeah, uh, which is actually hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny because I like I've seen and they're in it. Here's the thing, though, which cracked me up about that. They look like they just got off work. Oh, every time. Yeah. And that's always how it is. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, my goodness. They work in a mill. Or they work construction. Yeah. And that's how it always happens. In, like, the smaller towns, like, surrounding Pittsburgh, like, this Pittsburgh area. I'm like, oh, man. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) And there's just a, a couple of people who might not have that much in common otherwise, but they found this shared community in yeah. the, the sports fandom and you know that's how they uh know each other that's how they relate to each other yeah uh the the actual town is called possum springs which i swear to god is just beaver falls run through a, a synonym generator <laughs> oh man and that beaver falls is right next to new brighton and my mom oh. works for beaver falls school district <laughs> yep yep so yeah I, like yeah. And a lot You're- of my family is from that area, like on my mm. mom's side anyway. And so I'm like, now, mind you, Possum Springs, I I think is a little, is smaller than mm. <laughs> Beaver Falls. Like characterization, if we're going to go for something like, what is Possum Springs kind of uh, compared to? Yeah. Um, I would personally say it's something like, like, Freedom or Elwood City, like more more Elwood City, but it's like but, in but the between. point is like those yeah. suburbs that surround Pittsburgh. Oh yeah, I, it's yeah, like I, it's not in the yeah. city proper, but it's like right outside, and it has yeah. that specific energy. Because I'm guessing like the um the the big one. What was what was the big place that they? Uh, I don't know if this is spoiler territory or not. Um, if if we're not getting into like the specific spoilers, I don't think it, we're we're ruining anyone's experience by saying that like we go to a party in another city at one point. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. So, and it's like about what it was. It was hours away. So, uh, yeah. Which I th- I feel like that was supposed to be Pittsburgh proper, and it's just like oh, this is where our uh, uh, where B who desperately wants to go to college desperately wants yeah. to feel like she uh can be part of this bigger world when she's just trapped in this you know uh backwater basically uh you know she can go here in order to uh have a connection with other people her age mm-hmm. and like the 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 comfort of that layer of anonymity yes uh like that feels very real to me. Um, the fact that the game takes place in autumn and Pennsylvania will always be autumn oh, in yeah. my mind. You know, uh, yep. such, just such a spectacular uh, way that the the trees turn. Like autumn really shines on the East Coast, I think, and uh, Pennsylvania 
for me specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just train tracks everywhere in it. Uh, you got those, you know, big, huge hills uh, constantly with cars parked at like steep, like 40 degree angles yeah. uh, along it. Uh, at one point, you can uh, engage in a mini game in order to try to steal pierogies. It's very specific. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I uh, I unfortunately didn't get that mini game. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of stuff that you can miss in this. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff you. I, I was about to say there must have been a lot of stuff you can miss because the way I wanted to play, or the way I, my path was, mm-hmm. um, man, I, I don't want to get into this because it goes into my favorite character, which is B. <laughs> I love so, B. Yeah, I love B. B, I know B. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh man, that's like that's that's literally my cousin. <laughs> it's literally yep. my cousin so i'm like oh man so i followed a lot of her path and apparently her path has nothing to do with the pierogies thing uh, uh, that's just something that you can stumble upon in the in the world it's not connected to any one person's path yeah uh although you can similarly do a trying to steal garbage from hot topic minigame which or, is I very funny <laughs> i did that uh, uh that was funny it, yeah and it is hot topic <laughs> it is hot yeah. topic uh, at one point, you go in a visit an abandoned mall, which also feels very uh, familiar. That's Beaver County. That's yep. straight yep, up yep. Beaver County, unfortunately. Oh. So the sum total of all of this um, is that just it, it felt like an incredibly real place, an incredibly sincere depiction mm-hmm. of places I was familiar with and then therefore struggles that I was familiar with. Yeah. Um, because... Like something something I want to emphasize is that ultimately this is an optimistic game. This is a game about hope, and this is a game about things getting better on a long timeline. Yeah. But um, you know the, these feelings of despair and ennui are not uh, uh, the victorious voices uh, ultimately in this game. But you're still dealing with a lot of you know, uh, talk about brain drain, about people, you know, the young people leaving, about industry leaving. This is mm-hmm. a Rust Belt town that is past its prime, that is just kind of dwindling uh, mm-hmm. unceremoniously. And yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, for for my hometown, Erie, uh, Pennsylvania, you know, uh, allegedly it's turning things around a little bit. But, like, uh, the opportunities there always felt so few. It always felt so stifling. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, it's, it's the kind of place where you would drive down the main street and it would just be block after block after block of these old abandoned factories where industry used to happen and now it doesn't. And now it's been replaced with tourism. And yeah. it's just not you know, robust and, and sustainable in the same way. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know if you wanted to keep going or not. Um, yeah. but, um, yeah, I, it, it's sad to me because yeah, we both come from like, like you said, like your, your hometown of Erie, Pennsylvania, my home hometown of, um, new Brighton, Pennsylvania, which mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. way smaller than Erie. Um, and still it is 
relatively bigger than a lot of like places like a place called like which is about like two hours away called Koppel. I'm mm-hmm. throwing out a lot of names out here. Like it just, you know, <laughs> I, I'm not bashing these towns or anything like that or mm-hmm. something like that. It's just like, it makes, it feels bad in the, like that is the quote <laughs> that I only comes to my mind is this feels bad uh, sure. because like you said about like the abandoned mall in the game and stuff like that, I was like, "Oh man, oh man." There's a there was a local mall like in uh, another small town by the small town where I grew up, and it's it the mall used to be popping, and mm-hmm. now it has nothing in it. Like, yeah. and I and I, me and my wife, we constantly talk about this anyway because my wife has been in the sales industry for a long time. So she's worked at a lot of like high end clothing stores and stuff. And she like just a small little um small little story is she is always when she did work, she does she no longer works in that industry. But when she did, she would always get uh people come to her and say, Hey, why don't you like uh, I like this store. Why don't you you know, why don't this store why don't they put a store down in said area or in said mall? Like, why don't they do that? And her response is always because there's no there's no customers base there. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but y'all are super country. Y'all don't care about this high end stuff. Like, you guys yeah. will be happy if you were happy with like a Walmart shopping all the time. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But if you're happy with that, why would you spend more money for clothes? So why would they put a place like this in your spot when they know it's not going to make enough money. And it's a endless cycle of that because, you know, I, I said, I was like, you know what? And I said this years ago, as soon as Macy's is gone, that mall is dead because yeah. Macy, if Macy's gives up on you, there ain't nothing. There's nothing going to immediately happen. People are, uh, businesses are going to see that as a failing, you know, almost like failing state and they're not yeah. going to go you know, anywhere near it, especially if that area has transportation like public transportation to go to a more high traffic area, mm-hmm. which it does. Like there's a bus system that goes straight to towards Pittsburgh where there's a yeah. lot more stuff. So the young kids or the college kids, because there's a lot of college kids, they'll just hop on the bus or get their friends and carpool up to the place that's happening. Which makes yeah. it even worse because now it looks like the place is hella abandoned. Totally. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I feel bad. <laughs> like, so much of this game is about the mundane horror of capitalism yeah. and how it leaves people behind, how it leaves entire communities behind. Yeah. And, you know, part of that is the the stubborn refusal of some to move and change with the times and others being like yeah but it didn't have to be like this in the first place yeah you know and that and that's a hard thing to because there's no you know in an ideal world there would be a right answer but Mm -hmm. like time there would be in how i would see is is there would be a right answer now if it wasn't for the fact that time keeps moving if you could stop time, sure. 
yeah. and plan and do all this stuff that you need to do. Okay, but you can't wait. Like, nobody's waiting. Kids are especially not yeah. waiting. They're just like, no, I don't care. You guys did what you wanted to do in the past. Now I'm going to do what I want to do. And if that means yeah. moving away or going to, was it, Bright Harbor <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the game, then that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, and so following up on what you're you're saying about time, um, the way that this game is divided up into is in different days. So every day wakes up with you waking up, putting on your clothes. There's a great little montage of you getting up into and out of bed. You go downstairs, you chat with your parents, then you hit the town, beat feet, wander around, chat with some people, hang out with friends, and then eventually go back to bed. But they use this in order to show like the passage of time and the changes that have come into the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of it is that like parts of the city are locked off to you when you first start. Uh, so more city blocks open up as the game progresses. But also, like weirdly, something that I find profound, <laughs> it's okay. dumb that it's profound, uh, <laughs> is early in the game, you're you're wandering past your favorite old pizza joint possibilities and possibilities has closed and this is devastating to you because that was the best pizza in town and it's like your first sign that Mm -hmm. like the world is moving on without you that things uh uh don't stay static forever uh but then Throughout the the course of the game, you know, there are other changes to the city construction, which (laughs) shout out to Pennsylvania construction. (laughs) I was wondering when you were going to get into this because I salute you, Pennsylvania construction. (laughs) (laughs) Don't salute them. They don't deserve that. They don't deserve (laughs) shit. (laughs) They don't deserve this. Yeah. It's a sarcastic salute. Specifically Pittsburgh construction. Mm. Ugh. 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 But and I live um, in the city limits, and it's it's the it's kind of the worst. It's the pits. Oh and it's man, funny. like fucking it, navigating Pittsburgh in general is already oh. brutal. Well, you you know why? It's because Pittsburgh is built for like a time machine. If you went back forty years in the past, if everybody was driving thirty or forty miles under the speed limit, it would be fine. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> But considering <laughs> everybody drives faster than the average bear, like, mm-hmm. yeah, 200 feet isn't enough to change four change lanes in a four-lane oh, highway. <laughs> Pittsburgh is the only city that I've been to where it's just like I'm looking at something. There's like an Ikea, and it's half a block away, and I'm like, I see it. How do I get there? <laughs> I have no earthly idea how to navigate there. There is a river and a bridge, and they're going in the wrong directions, and I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to do. Oh, there's there's a river and a bridge, and a bridge that goes over the river, then onto another bridge that goes under the water, then yep. goes into the. <laughs> uh, Pittsburgh is the city of bridges. If you got, if you guys don't know, we have more bridges than Venice. This so. is fun. Some of the bridges have are like you know they're like four lanes long. And which lane goes which direction changes over the course of <laughs> yep. the day. Absolutely. That, I don't know why. That there's, really flipped my lid. <laughs> I did not like that. Yeah, there's uh, uh, there's signs above uh, certain lanes that says either a big X, a big red mm-hmm. X, or a green arrow that says go. Um, yes, over the course of the day, usually in the morning, it's to 
It's to prevent gridlocks with like rush hour traffic, which to be fair, a lot of cities have this. Um, but uh, Pittsburgh has a lot of bridges, like I was saying before. So certain bridges don't go where you think they go. <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. one of those. Mm-hmm. Oh, and and half of those bridges are double decker bridges where a train will be passing over you or while under you. Yes. Or uh, under you while you're driving on it. Yes. So, you know, it, it's it gets real crazy real quick. And that's in the daytime if, at night. Mm-hmm. Even I get like confused. I'm like, what? Because on top of that, there's the construction, which blocks off. <laughs> different... Well, that's what I was saying is that yep. now I have to take a detour. Yep. Good night. Game and the detour over. will take you all the way out to the zoo, and then it'll bring you all the way back on the other Mm-mm. side of the river. And you're like, I didn't want this. <laughs> I'm, I didn't actually need to go anywhere that bad. Yeah. I'm just good. <laughs> it's funny because uh, I constantly talk about people that like either haven't lived here very long or just are visiting Pittsburgh. And they're like, this sucks. And I'm like, have Correct. you been to Philly? <laughs> Philly's worse, believe it or not. Uh, mm, Shout out to know. Philly. I love you guys. Uh, but Good old throw some batteries at us, Philadelphia. <laughs> All you guys' one-way streets sucks, man. I hate this. <laughs> I hate this. Shit sucks, man. But anyway, yes. Uh, game explicitly, explicitly gives you that feeling of, wow. Okay, we are in Pennsylvania. This guy knows. Yeah. These people know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just like constantly reinforcing that theme. Like also reinforces like the passage of time and how it just feels like, you know, you're coming home in order to have some stability. And yet still, you know, the 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 ground is shifting beneath your feet, mm-hmm. which is which is compelling stuff. Yeah, it's very good. It's it, well, it, it, it brings you into the environment. In a mm-hmm. way that I haven't been brought into in a setting in a very long time. So that's good. Mm-hmm. So speaking of that, okay, what, since we're kind of been getting into the game itself, what makes this game kind of different from others that you have played in this similar fashion, like these similar story games, very short, sweet, almost to the point type games yeah. where it's just like, no, you're playing a story. This is a very specific story where there's barely any actual gameplay in a traditional sense of you like fighting guys or pressing yeah. buttons or trying to strafe or shoot. There, or are, there are not challenges to overcome. The biggest yes. obstacle that you're going to deal with is uh, getting the slightly fiddly triple jump to work so you can get up onto a roof. Yeah. And but, uh, yeah, but other than that, yeah. it's more or less just games for game's sake it doesn't take away from the story progression in other words yeah. so it, it, it's much more just about being in the space uh mm-hmm. than about uh overcoming challenge um and also i do want to say like i don't think this game is particularly short for the kind of game this is this is about a 10 hour experience so it's oh you know, really? the okay i would say so no no i mean i mean uh i didn't know i I'm speaking from a point of ignorance. I don't know how long these are supposed to be longer, it, but I, I have no it's idea. It's not it's not gone home is all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. You know, yeah. 
That's good, a, good, that's, good, good example. <laughs> yeah, that that's a play in one sitting kind of game. This is not that. This is definitely has more meat on the bone. On the other hand, it's also not the absolutely insane virtual novel that uh, <laughs> uh, one of my friends on uh, a Discord was talking about playing. Uh, specific kind of masochist, but he's like, "Oh yeah, this is a hundred hour visual novel. <laughs> this is like absolutely." What 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 game is this? I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. Okay, I was like, whoa, hold on a second. <laughs> uh, and this is made by an indie indie team? Oh, I have no idea. But, huh. uh, Man, what's up with you indie people? Why would you do this to yourselves? And they're <laughs> like, because it's fun? And I'm like, okay, you can't argue with that logic. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, that's the one. I believe it's called Umineko. I have never heard of this. So, so. some kind of Japanese visual novel. Uh, he could not even summarize what the game was <laughs> about. He's like, That's he's trying to talk sign. about it. He's just like, well, yeah. it's a great sign. I'm, Maybe it's a I'm great sign. I'm 40 hours in. I'm at the end of the first chapter. And now I have all the puzzle pieces to start trying to figure out what's going on. And it's like. Mm-mm. Wait, wait, wait! My what, dude. Is it like a mystery, or is it like a slice something of life? like that? Look, I've asked these questions, and the person <laughs> who's playing it has been unable to answer them sufficiently. All I know is that he got up to the point where quote wine was required to continue playing. Oh <laughs> which no! Which is not where you want to be, <laughs> or maybe it's perfectly where you want to be. Oh, now uh, we're getting good. Gotta break out the wine coolers. Let's go. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Th I don't think that's. I think it sounded more like he was trying to like. I'm gonna slam House of Leaves and see how that goes. And it's just like, <laughs> no, nah, you, you cannot drink that with a milkshake straw. You can't chug that one. <laughs> or can you? Not with that mm -hmm. attitude. Uh, un in unadvisable. Look, there's lots of stuff you can do. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, but hey, I mean, you could set yourself, you could not set yourself on fire, or you could be warm. I, you, you know, <laughs> you could be warm for the rest of your life. Yeah, you could be warm for the rest <laughs> of your life. But are you gonna be like, I died because I was cold, or I died because I was warm? You know what? That's a a, a distinction not worth going into come on come on <laughs> i know you want to get into it <laughs> you were thinking about it <laughs> um so yeah what makes this game different from others of its genre like i and i'm as a genre i'm just talking broadly about story focused games so i'm mm -hmm. going to include things like telltale games and i'm going to include things like walking sims and i'm going to include things like visual novels this has yes. elements of all of those but it's not quite any of those specifically um, I would say that this is something similar to something like Oxenfree, if uh, people have played that. Which I really wanted to play, actually. Um, I haven't played it yet, but I wanted to play that. Yeah. Uh, I think Gone Home that I referenced previously, also like a pretty good uh, touch point, even though it's also totally different. But like as mm -hmm. far as like story focused experiences, like I, I feel a kinship to me. I think it is just the content that really sets it apart like mm -hmm. i don't think that the play is remarkable i like having a little cat who i can bounce around and you can walk on telephone wires which is cute and fun and people keep telling you not to walk on telephone wires and you're gonna die F the cops. and then you just keep doing it <laughs> <laughs> those who know if you know you know <laughs> yep 
you have an aunt who uh, uh, you refer is to as Aunt Aunt Mall Cop. Yeah, because I think she's just a security guard. But yeah, her name she, is I think Molly. she's just a security guard. Her name is Molly, so you call her Aunt Mall Cop, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Uh, and it's this is a game that more than anything I think is about its cast of characters who are really mm-hmm. good. We've only really talked about B, who is uh you know this disaffected goth alligator. Uh, who used to be your best friend, who now it's become complicated, but you can, like, reforge a relationship uh, with her again. Yeah. Uh, in a way that I, I feel is profound. Um, your other two uh, major friends are Angus, who is cup... Uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, um, Greg was the the kind of other big one. Greg is the little fox. No, yeah, Greg who, is the little fox. Yeah. Angus is the little is the big bear. Okay. Correct. Uh Angus uh er, oh, now now I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> Greg. Greg. Greg uh Greg. is the other uh big friend in the game. He has ADD and it shows. Uh he has a huge chaotic energy that he's bringing to everything uh in a way that like both feels like he is the best friend who you could have at this moment. Like he, he brings such a, uh, a comforting chaos. Let's go See? do some crimes. Uh, he loves crimes. <laughs> he loves smashing light bulbs with baseball bats. He's great. Uh, at the same time, like there's a very real sense that he's just like, feels like he doesn't know what his future is or what it could be. Um, because he is, uh, really struggling to, I don't know, find uh, a way to become more that than he is right now. You know, he he just works at the the Snack Falcon, which, oh boy, again, all of these names, <laughs> like, I'm just like, that's a giant eagle. That's a giant eagle, like, mixed with a sheets. Yeah. You know, I mean, then there's that giant the eagle is definitely panther. bigger. It, I, I always saw it as like a 7 Eleven. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's a country yeah. fair. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. a country fair yeah. up north. We don't mm-hmm. have country fairs down where we are. We have speedways. We have <laughs> sheets. We have get-goes. Yeah. Uh, get-go is connected to the Giant Eagle, which is our, like, super, like, not local, but yeah. a supermarket type thing. Again, just all very specific Pennsylvania naming conventions. And so when I see the Snack Falcon, like, I instinctively understand the Snack Falcon. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I feel a kinship to with the snack cup. <laughs> Shit sucks. He's just killing time. He's putting cups on his ears. He's just like hanging out like a little yep. gremlin. Want to go do some crimes? <laughs> yeah, he's just a great, he's a fantastic little goblin who is worried about himself and his future. And yeah. in a very, he relatable. doesn't know. I always saw him as he doesn't know what to do with all of that. C- considering yeah. he, it, he does have like, it's very clearly that he does have like ADHD. To which is mm. like, I don't know what to do with all of this. Like, I, I yeah. have, I could do so much, but I don't know what to do <laughs> type thing. I always yeah. saw that as his characterization. And that's paralyzing uh, to, you know, some people and stuff like that. Totally. And, and like, it, it portrays him in a very, like, uh, you know, humane and compassionate way. You know, these struggles, which are valid. Uh, while also embracing his chaos and like his his 
fucked up best friend vibes that uh, mm-hmm. that I do uh, genuinely appreciate. And then uh, kind of the third member of the cast who is less foregrounded, like there's only one hangout session that you can do with him, mm-hmm. is Agnes, who is uh, not Ag- no, Agus. Angus. Ang- Angus. Ang- Excuse me. Who is Angus, uh, who is a bear, both literally and metaphorically. Um, <laughs> him and Greg are a couple. And Angus is as cool and collected as uh, Greg is loud and vibrating at all times. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the the voice of reason. He's the voice of. Uh, he he brings a lot of the humanist uh, philosophy mm-hmm. to this game, and like for having less screen time than the others do. Like I really resonated with uh angus and just his plea for compassion Mm -hmm. uh in a in a heartless world um you know again not spoilers per se but like something that really resonated with me was the the only opportunity that you have to hang out with angus is you go stargazing actually i should ask uh cory did you go and spend time with angus when the opportunity presented yes i did um I, I, I mean, I played it as a game, and I'm like, I haven't, like, I kind of know Greg. Mm. Uh, I spent the most time with B, so it's probably in my interest to go do the thing with Angus. Yeah. Just to see, because, like, obviously he's a core part of the group now. I didn't think he was going to be at first, but I'm like, mm. no, he's a core part of the group, so I should probably go and um, hang out with Angus. Going into the woods, all the way on top of the the, uh, the cliff, and then yeah. going stargazing at like super late at night. Which I was like, "This isn't going to end well," but I feel like this is a story beat that I need to go through. So, yeah. uh, which also features some of my favorite music in the game. Like uh, uh, that song is called Constellations, and it's just okay. really lovely. Um, but you know, ultimately, like he gets down to the core of his philosophy. Um, and the words that he uses are like, I believe in a universe that doesn't care. And I believe in people who do. And I, I think that's a really beautiful way to, to phrase that, like in the face of an indifferent universe, like it's up to us to take care of each other and to, to value each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of the, the core group of characters and then on top of that there's also mom and dad and they're wonderfully written really excellent parents in fiction i think uh you know my wife and i still have like in jokes from those conversations where we'll just be like eels honey (laughs) eels honestly i i I like a lot of the uh parents interactions too they actually felt genuine yeah so i was like oh very much so. These are actually not mean parents or anything like that just for the sake of whatever. These parents feel like, well, going back to what we keep saying, real people. Yeah, So very much so. I'm like, huh. Because I, I mean, for, for me personally, uh, when I was playing this game, I kind of got the feel of how this game was going. And I was like, mm. oh, here we go. And I mean, I was telling you this kind of like what, like off mic last night or something. I was like, this game actually surprised me. And that's one mm. of the surprises. As the longer it went, 
I think it started to get a little bit, uh, it, well, not a little bit. It started to get more genuine. And I was like, huh. I thought yeah. they were going to do, I thought these people were going to do something. Like the makers of this game was going to do something. Because that's what it felt like. But it actually kept it even and fair. Mm-hmm. And people, all right. I, I mean, right. I, like part of what you're describing is that, uh, as I said before, like these you know, the the armor of irony and the armor of being disaffected mm-hmm. um, kind of wear away as the game goes on and the characters are allowed to open up and be more sincere and to yeah. have more honest conversations with each other. And when they do, I mean, those are universally some of the best conversations in the games to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I really love a lot of the the discussions that they have. Yeah. Um. And and how they end up coming to a greater understanding because May's parents are like absolute heroes as far as I'm concerned because <laughs> they treat her coming home with such respect and decency. And boundaries. And it takes a long time for, you know, mom to be just like, hey, are we going to talk about what happened in college? That's what because I was thinking about. That yeah. was actually... A really big deal and we're we're treating you kindly and we're letting you get back on your feet and we're letting you take things at your own speed but this is a conversation that we need to have happen sooner or later um because it really meaningfully affected us in our lives Mm -hmm. and well she uh, what i like about that because i I was gonna say that i was gonna bring up the mom is i'm like wow i don't know who wrote this wrote the dialogue for the mom mm. but you deserve like a like an award <laughs> an award <laughs> yeah because yeah. uh yeah i felt some type of way about the mom the relationship that uh may had with her mom i was like wow this is really good this yeah. is that uh, for me i'm going to preface this by saying i didn't though i really really enjoyed the game is like playing through it. I didn't feel the same way, obviously, that you did. Um, mm, mm. But I do. I with a couple of characters in the in the game. I really it really hit for me. Um, it wasn't the whole. It wasn't the whole experience in general. But it was definitely a couple characters, and one of them was the mom, mm. because I was like, "Wow, I see. I see how this is going." Like, uh, I, I've seen this happen in my own life. Um, and, like, with the relationship of the mom and the child coming back and because of something that happened and the mom having the grace and the boundaries to say, you can talk about when you're ready. Mm-hmm. And we still... God damn it. Like the mom kept saying, I love you (laughs) regardless of what was happening with May and regardless Mm -hmm. of how May responded that to me, I'm like, wow, that blew my mind in, you know, in a certain way where it's just like, wow, this game bamboozled me almost of being, Oh, okay. We're, we're going to the real shit of the cynical, all this kind of stuff, which is fair. Like, I will say one thing about this game. It is 100% fair. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. I get it. I get all of this. This is this is good. This is good. Yeah. But 
they n- they never fail to hit somebody. Um, well, I, I mean, somebody like, you know, like like me, for example, mm-hmm. that may not like completely agree with like a lot of the stuff mm-hmm. uh, in this game, but still resonates with me in a certain way. And one of them was the dialogue between um, May's mom and May herself. Yeah. Um, throughout the entire game. Um, and just the the level of like genuine love that kept coming from the mom. Mm-hmm. Regard, despite the fact that the mom didn't know what was going on for most of the game. Yeah. And just May showing up. And I'm like, huh, that is that that was really impressive and heartfelt to me. I yeah. wanted to continue. I did as much stuff with her mom as possible uh, yeah. because I wanted to see where this goes and where what pass this would take and more dialogue. I just wanted to talk. And I mean, like I said, that's just that's just me. I, I liked that a lot in this mm-hmm. entire game. That's one of the like. Uh, the handful of things that I really got into. So yeah, uh, I don't know what the original point was. I just wanted to kind of gush about that. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Um, uh, I really like the mom in this game, in this game. And I like that relationship that may had with her mom. Yeah. So. Really, really wonderful stuff. Um, so at this point, I think I'm going to uh, formally declare the spoiler wall and uh, want to, to to get into some specifics. So okay. if you have listened thus far and are interested in what I'm talking about, if if the things that I'm saying sound compelling to you, I strongly recommend that you at least give it a shot. Uh, you know, I don't know if it'll be for everyone. Um, it probably won't resonate as hard for you as it does for me. I'm going to get into why that is true uh, right now. So uh, thank you. Uh, all the usual podcast stuff. Uh, goodbye. Leave. So, get out of here. <laughs> Jeez. Or, you know, I, I we'll see you later. Come back. Get la- the come back fuck later. out. <laughs> get out of my house. Get out. Your money's no good here. Get out. Get out. Get out of my store. Get out. Get out. Get out. Out! Beauty and the Beast reference. Oh, no, 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 Hey there, Future Adam here, coming to you live from Erie, Pennsylvania, my hometown, uh, to tell you that I misspoke during this episode, and every time I say disassociation, I mean dissociation. They sound similar, but are different. Thanks. Okay, so, uh, spoiler wall dropped. So, eventually, um, you get to have a conversation with your mom about what happened and why you ended up leaving college. And the point is that uh, your character is dealing with disassociation, uh, but doesn't understand it yet and doesn't have words for it. So she's in college and starts having this disassociative episode where, uh, in her words, she just 
things stop being real. They just become shapes, you know, they become abstract in this way. And I don't know how much people are going to be able to relate to this necessarily. But this was the first time that we really saw this uh, in fiction, my wife and I. Uh, we played this game together, you know, couch co-op where I'm driving and then she's just hanging out watching us play. She's weighing in on dialogue options and talking about where she would like us to go and see. And this was how we found out how to put words to what my wife had experienced her entire life. Uh, my wife deals with uh, disassociation, mm. but we didn't have the vocabulary to talk about it properly until this game introduced us to that. And then we were able to start meaningfully addressing it and making changes in order to to, to make things better mm -hmm. because of, you know, this game depicting something in fiction, which was so incredibly relatable to us specifically. Also, somehow I don't think I mentioned this, but uh, our we have two cats. Uh, one of our cats is named Salome, mm. who we shortened to May. And so this is a game that features a cat named May talking about disassociation uh, set in our hometown. This, and is, it's this just game like, was made for you. Fuck, it's so specific. Like These, this is, these people were stalking you. Yeah. <laughs> these people were... They were looking in your window and saying, oh, I got something for him. For real? <laughs> I got something for him. Um, And so she comes home and, you know, is avoiding talking about it with her mom and eventually is able to to open up and be honest and to drop her, her, her levels of, you know, defense. And I don't know. I, I, I found that really beautiful the way that they were able to to make up and come to a greater understanding. Like her relationship mm -hmm. with her parents, I I find really powerful in the end. Um another subplot that I want to bring up because it's easily missable. Were you able to uh kind of complete the story with her dad? I think. I think so. Uh is it the tooth? Yeah. Beca yes, because I did. That's that's missable. Um, yes, I did do that. Yeah. Where you learn about his dad? Yeah. So Yeah, the... I did get through that. Yeah. Which I thought it was going to go more. I have some questions after more or less you're done. I just want to get your opinions on stuff. But yeah, continue. Right. So so the summary of that, which also I find really powerful, is that um, kind of an unspoken bit of storytelling is that your mom is always there in the morning and your dad is always there at night with the implication that they work at different shifts. And so they hardly ever get to, to, to see each other. Like there's this big disconnect in the family because they're, they're working at these opposite ends. And dad is very unhappy working his shit job at the, uh, the deli counter at the ham Panther. <laughs> and, <laughs> um and something that can happen is you have to be kind of diligent in uh you know uh going around your home and poking at corners but mm -hmm. you can eventually find uh a tooth that belonged to your grandfather and then you hear the story about how uh basically a reminder that unions were the compromise that we came up with 
because the alternative was what her grandfather did, which was that they had an abusive boss who worked at the factory and they took him, dragged him out into the streets and yanked out his teeth. Yeah, and basically beat the shit out of (laughs) him. Yeah, and they kept teeth as a souvenir (laughs) for what they had to do in order to fight for better living conditions for the workers. And so... At the end of this, you are able to give this tooth back to your dad as a symbol that like, hey, you are in a bad, unfair position. Uh, You should try to unionize. We don't know if it'll work, but you have to fight for better conditions and you have Mm -hmm. to fight for a better future. And uh, (laughs) yeah, at the end of it, you know, her dad is talking with her and saying, Your dad asks you, you know, would you stand there with me on the picket line? And Mm -hmm. her response is, I would breathe fire for you, dad. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm genuinely like a little emotional talking about it. It's just like, yeah, it's fuck. It's one of those. I got you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's saying to your dad. So I'm like, and I have. Okay. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go there yet. Uh, but yeah, I, I completely, I resonate with that too. Um, the mom a little more, but I get, I get the dad. Um, mm-hmm. cause the dad was a lot of my relatives, a lot of my uncles, my dad yeah. even. So, but more so my uncles than uh, my dad though. But yeah, so I, I got that 100%. As soon as he started talking about unions, I was like, oh boy. <laughs> well, it yeah. wasn't even him. It was um the lady, the old the older the older lady in the subway mm-hmm. um who gave the backstory, which was really nice. Um yeah. and that went into a uh, one thing where I'm like, I hope that lady didn't die. Cause she mm. felt like she was about to die. Like, obviously pass away off screen. Right. But I wanted to ask you that. Because that's one character that I was like, did she die or did mm. she just leave? so uh let's let's talk about the broader conspiracy that's happening here uh which i think is is dovetails into your question okay uh which is to say surprise this game has a cult in it Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, not only just a cult but a death cult there there is a supernatural like lovecraftian cult that is behind um this mystery at the the heart of this which comes into play really in the second half you get a couple clues but it's not until the second half of the game that like this becomes starts uh, yeah stuff starts happening yeah uh and it's it's really interesting to me like i i'm pretty into this cult uh because it, it again echoes a lot of pennsylvania stuff i remember like uh, you you remember the lore podcast, which became like really popular a few years ago? Um, I I believe so. Yeah, right. One of the early episodes was about the bloody pit in Pittsburgh, which was just this yawning hole in the ground, and like the supernatural oh. stories that built up yeah. around it. And that's immediately what I thought of when I started hearing about this. So basically, um, there is this cult in the game. Uh, again, very Lovecraftian. They they talk about the black goat of the woods. Uh, mm-hmm. And what it is is that these miners found this abandoned shaft with this endless hole. And from the hole, a voice spoke 
uh, and, and started singing. And someone fell into this hole. And when they did, that was a year of great prosperity. And so they decided, you know, there's no evidence that what they're talking about is true mm. at all. Uh, but they have decided that that means that they must sacrifice people to the whole in order to prevent the stagnation of the town. Mm -hmm. And inevitably, the people who they choose to sacrifice are people on the fringes of society who won't be missed. So uh, the, the band that you're in, uh, B is now playing the drums. And by playing the drums, she means playing the laptop. So she's got like a drum machine on there, which people yeah. like razz her about. But the person who used to be the drummer was a person who just went missing. Just yeah. left town one day. Isn't that Casey? No idea. Yeah, Casey. It's Casey, yeah. And I mean, um, for my wife, Leanne, uh, she also, like, that was something that really struck with her because she knew someone exactly like that who that just disappeared, was in her life one day and then just disappeared. And whether they went for, to greener pastures or whether they got, you know, uh, wrapped up in addiction or whether they just fucking died somewhere, yeah. you know, she doesn't know and she'll never know. Yeah. Um, and so this kid was just someone who is, uh, again, on the fringes of society, was kind of, you know, not quite a troublemaker, but, uh, uh, you know, wasn't fitting into the uh, expected. Uh, I don't know where well, I'm I, going with this. Uh, no, I, I, I can clarify. Yeah. It, it was a kid that the people, the yeah. cult people, didn't seem to think anybody cared about. Yes, because they mentioned oh, their their parents. Now, obviously, these death cult people they don't really know, but they assumed, mm -hmm. which you know that leads to the like because the entire time they were talking, I'm like, wow, what justification to all this bullshit you guys are spouting? Because totally. it's like they were talking about, oh, their parents didn't care about him. I'm like, how do you know? That's like obviously, I'm I talk to myself when I play games, so I'm yeah. like. How do you know this? You don't know anything. You just assumed this kid doesn't mean anything to anybody. He won't be missed. Obviously, he was missed because when that happened, when they told mm -hmm. him, Greg, spoil well, we're past the spoiler point. Greg immediately got pissed. <laughs> he was like, that was one of my best friends, you asshole. Yeah. Of course I cared about him. And I'm betting you anything his parents cared about him. His parents but were looking for him. Didn't you see the signs? They put up signs everywhere. Which that sign and the, like the little pamphlet thing didn't go away. I thought it would eventually. Mm -hmm. No, it st sat there, and I was like, "Well, now I feel even worse." <laughs> so yeah, I was like, "Wow!" But but ultimately, like dissecting you know, the metaphor, and it's not a subtle metaphor. Like oh, yeah, yeah. The the cult is conservatism. This is yes. people who are scared of change. This is the old guard who's desperately clinging on to what used to be. And trying to, by sheer force of will, force things to stop changing. Well, and it doesn't work yeah. and it never will work. Well, it's it's one of the, it, I mean, by sheer force of will, but I would also add to that by any means necessary. Yeah, um, Because absolutely. at this point, they don't care who they hurt or how it gets done. It just has to get done. Yeah. For them. Not for anybody else, but for them. And they just so. keep telling themselves that if they, you know... 
look, someone needs to get hurt in this. Someone mm-hmm. needs to get thrown into that pit in order to make things better for everyone. And, you know, uh, there's undesirables in society and we can just get solve two problems at once. We can just get rid of those people who we don't like in the first place. And then that'll bring the factory jobs back. That'll make it so that everything's okay again. Mm-hmm. And like the, the naked hypocrisy and the willingness to cause harm and mm-hmm. the inability to to recognize that they are so much of what's causing the problems in the first place like all of this feels like a a a really effective metaphor for Mm -hmm. how things felt like and let me tell you folks especially how things felt when this game came out in like february of 2017 Mm -hmm. that was you know uh 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 feeling pretty bleak about the state of the world at that point. And the fact that our characters go into it, uh, eventually through sheer luck, uh, end up, you know, winning the day, quote unquote, by accidentally causing a mind collapse and leaving these cultists down there. And also to be clear, these cultists are just people. These are townsfolk. These are townsfolk. And they never tell you who they actually are. Which I think is no. pretty clever. They they don't say who they like because they're like, oh, we're watching you. You'll never know who we're at, who we are, but we yeah. we know who you are, type thing. So it, it's a real um, hot fuzz kind of cult, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and it, uh, yeah, like Aunt Mall Cop is implied to be one of the members. I think mm-hmm. they say that they hadn't heard from her in a couple days after the mine collapse. Uh, when you go back to the smelters guys, only one of them yeah, is only there. Only one of them is there. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, like who is actually involved in it? Like, almost doesn't like it's an object of curiosity, but it almost doesn't matter because it is a a mindset and it is a uh, you know, a failure of imagination for these types of people to be able to grow and adapt and change. And I don't know, it it just really worked on me in order to to have them ultimately, you know, kind of triumph over these forces um, mm-hmm. and to do so in a hopeful and defiant way. Um, you know, at the end, May, who knows if it's real or not, but she has this, you know, dreamlike conversation with the thing in the pit because mm-hmm. uh, she's been having these like bizarre supernatural dreams the whole time and delivers this wonderful monologue about how this thing is just a, a, you know, uh, a force of entropy that eventually, you know, things will change. Things will die. Everything is transient, but the things that she cares about, you know, she's not giving anything up without her caring about it. Like her becoming disaffected, her shielding herself away isn't the solution and never can be the solution. Mm -hmm. And when she loses things, she wants it to hurt. And again, like that, like just so lines up with my philosophy that like, we have to care. We have to care about each other. We have to take care of each other. Uh, It is a moral imperative that Mm -hmm. we treat each other well. Um, And this was just a, a really wonderful expression of that Mm -hmm. 
That's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, yeah, I feel the same way. Uh, uh, well, throughout the entire thing is I'm a big person of, for me personally, I'm a big person of consequence. Mm. So if you are a horrible person and you, uh, don't want to change or feel no need to change, I feel that you are going to get what's coming to you. And the same thing is the opposite is true. If you are striving for like decency and respect and basically hope, uh, you mm. said, you said a phrase earlier, you said hopeful and defiant. I would put those together. Hope the whole game is hopefully defiant. Yes. And I appreciate that because you know, all these, the, the the four main characters and, you know, op, like obviously several others and stuff like that. Um, they represent like um, a big like amalgamation of hope to me. Yeah. Different reasons, different coming at it from different ways, and different so. perspectives. But they all say, no, this doesn't have to be like this. This actually doesn't have to be like this. There are mm-hmm. ways to change this and we are, we can affect this. We yeah. can do this. And I really res- resonate with that. Uh, for me personally, I resonate with that, uh, that whole philosophy. And I appreciate that that is constant. Like you said, like with Bay's monologue is that is like the, in, like, that's what I heard when I uh, went through that sequence. I was like, She's like, nah. <laughs> oh, I man, I hate to make this. I hate to put this in a jo- <laughs> like as a joke from uh, Spider Verse Two, but uh-huh. <laughs> like it's literally a nah. I'm gonna do my own thing type situation. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, okay, all right, yeah, I can dig it. So yeah, it is. Uh, it is weirdly profound to me to just. I don't know. Hear, hear what I believe echoed back to me. Like, um, Oh no, man. Like you, I don't know if I always tell you, dude, like, and I don't mean to get sappy in this, in this, like this podcast, but this is, this is us. You got, you people are listening to this, but dude, I like, I always, uh, like I never for once thought, even from the very beginning, I knew you that Mm. this is not how you were. This is not what you were like. Hopefully defiant is like one of the best. Like you have obviously like a whole bunch of traits, but that's one of the best traits that I see in you basically. So as I was playing this game night in the woods, I am like the more I I literally, the more I played it, the more I was like, this is Adam and not Mm. in like any like, crazy like putting you in a box type situation because that's one thing i hate i hate cat people putting themselves in small categories this is only you this is you i'm sorry no, did you say is... you hate cat people putting themselves into boxes because no, they no, love categories boxes. no categories they love boxes did i not say categories i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> my brain is kind of like moving on the train chugga chugga and it's uh. like no you you miss it you you miss it type thing but no i never thought that i always thought that that was a that was one of your best traits um, hmm. is and as I played the game, I was like, yeah, this is Adam and not in a, like a categorical way, but a way that this is 
like like I said, this game is hopefully defiant, and this is how Adams like. Mm. Now I'm on. I don't want to like say autumn like this is your viewpoint and only you but right. <laughs> no this is like this is you this is what you would make mm. if this is a game that you would have made yeah i feel a strong kinship with it if if you didn't see this you would have made this and this game is beautiful so i was like adam you're beautiful man you're beautiful. <laughs> you are so, also a beautiful soul and oh, well, uh, well thank you <laughs> But this ain't about me. This is about you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Also, yeah. it's literally my birthday, and I'm a special boy. Is it your birthday? Isn't it your birthday, my birthday in August? yesterday? Yeah, oh. August twentieth. Oh, did you just I knew say? I isn't something. your birthday in August? Would yes. it literally do be August, my dude? <laughs> I know. I knew I forgot something yesterday. I am so sorry. <laughs> You heard it here, folks. I am the biggest asshole. Because <laughs> I was like, I for, I'm forgetting something. Yesterday, I was thinking this. Now, mind you, I was working yesterday. I had to work. So I had a lot on my mind. But I was like, I know something is today. I know something is today. What do you know? It was Adam's birthday. God damn it. <laughs> Happy birthday, my dude. How old are you? 68? <laughs> Uh, that was last year. Now I turned to 69. No. Oh, okay. Oh, I was it's gonna the go sex some... number. <laughs> Stop. Uh, Stop, please. I'm... My wife says that all the time. Please don't. <laughs> please it's don't a... do this. I'm saying it ironically. Um, no, she, well, she says, she's, she always says that to me, too. She's, every time something's, that's the sex number. And I'm like, please, <laughs> please. I know. Is it? What? Yes. That's crazy. No way. Stop. I'm going to forget, Please. so remind me the next time. <laughs> I thought I was going to go into a joke <laughs> of, oh, now, like, you're going to give me some obscene number. Like, yeah, I was mm. 68 mm. last year. Now I'm two. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday to me. <laughs> I am 35 years old, so uh, almost old enough for my opinion to become irrelevant to society. No, so looking forward no, to that. opposite. Now you can, now you can be president. Now you can make your opinion law. I can law. be president. Uh, yeah. You can make your opinion law now. All I have to do is kill. <laughs> the Declaration dot, of dot, Independence. Dot. <laughs> kill uh, the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. Okay. Well, okay. Um, I don't know if you have any more uh, points or, you know, um, what have you in terms of details of the game. Right. Uh, two more quick things is that um, my respect for this studio uh, cannot be overstated. They have uh, since become uh, evolved into their new form, which is called the Glory Society. Okay. But they uh, assembled the Glory Society with the explicit statement of like, hey, this is gaming's first game development co-op. This is a flat level structure. There are no bosses. Everyone yes. gets equal pay, equal treatment, and an equal voice. Like, mm -hmm. they are not just saying these kind of things and putting these messages in their games. They are living by their principles, and they are genuinely leading the industry in that way. And I fucking love them so much for that. 
Nice. The second thing I wanted to say is that, um, you know, Greg and Angus are a gay couple. Uh, May is canonically bi. And so this game obviously uh, has some clout in the LGBT communities. And this is my absolute favorite um, battle cry that I have seen. I don't know if you've seen this image. I share it every uh, Pride month. Uh, but there is a giant banner that was unfurled during a baseball game. I don't know where it was. I believe it was in Portland. Um, okay, well, that makes but, sense. But a giant <laughs> uh, image of May Borowski, uh, and uh, the, the letters on it read, From Stonewall, a brick. From Portland, an axe. Respect pride or expect wrath. And I'm just like... Fuck, man, that is the rallying cry. That is, I'm <laughs> absolutely on board with that message. Yeah, that's kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah, and the creators had nothing to do with it. They were just as surprised as anyone when a giant, you know, 40-foot banner of May Borowski uh, yeah. blessed the stadiums that day. So yeah. fight the good fight. Yeah. And that's it that's seems... my closing words. Yeah, and they're... It seems like they've been doing they've been doing a good job since like inception. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. No further questions. Let's uh let's <laughs> put a pin in it, Corey. Okay, so uh yeah, that is uh the end of our story, and everyone has died from AIDS. <laughs> no, that was a Team America World Police reference. But anyway, yes, that is the end of our story. Uh, <laughs> this is. Uh, this has been very insightful, dude. Uh, I'm really glad uh, we got to talk about one of your, one of mm-hmm. uh, one of your best games and best pieces of media. Basically, I'm assuming of all time. Um, it's something like it's it's not my greatest piece, but it is something that like is incredibly special to me. There's never going to be anything more specific. Okay. Yeah. Also, uh, uh, side note, uh, the. Uh, Something that I didn't mention, Corey. Your wife's name is Autumn. Yes. <laughs> and then the uh, the 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 DLC like expanded like gold game of the year edition of this or whatever is called Night in the Woods Weird Autumn Edition. <laughs> and there is a Guitar Hero song that you can play called Weird Autumn. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did not so, know that. Uh, yeah, that is something I'm going to have to look into. <laughs> Weird Autumn. <laughs> Autumn. To be honest, she would probably really like this game. Um, but mm-hmm. she, um, I have to find time for this. Uh, she, without going too much into it, she has she doesn't ha- she has to be prepared for long term sessions of games and stuff like that, especially oh, sure. story narratives and stuff. So, yeah. Uh, but I do want to at least show her this, and because she'll get a kick out of it, and she loves cats. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's cool. That's good to know. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. I am glad. But yes. Corey, what yes. am I thinking about asking you for next episode? I don't know. Tell me. What do I think <laughs> about have asking me for the next episode? Question mark? Corey, that's a great question. Thanks so much for asking. I was thinking uh, under our new initiative, I'm going to present you with two topics and see if uh, one of them is something that you'd like to talk about for uh, next issue, uh, 
So the two that I'm bringing, as we were talking a little bit, uh, and I was curious if you wanted to be interviewed on your relationship to indie games. Okay. Which is not to say indie games is a huge umbrella, but specifically your relationship with indie games, because it's quite different to mine, because I'm plugged into these spaces and you, I think, uh, see them in a slightly different way. So I'd be curious to talk about that. Or uh, we could talk about Van Helsing and trash media. <laughs> okay. <laughs> huh. Uh, what would be more interesting? Because uh, I do like, because, man, like Van Helsing and all that kind of stuff. Hmm. I think the indie game scene would be interesting. I mean, now, it, it would be interesting for me to talk about. I don't know if it would be... Eh, we'll we'll see. Uh, I mean, I don't know because, like I said, like I have a different relationship uh, with indie games than you do. Yeah. Um, maybe it's a would be interesting for our audience to listen to my perspective instead of like more of a, like I said, a high art perspective that somebody's like plugged in directly into uh, mm-hmm. what's the goings on and stuff, and is like this is more of like a layman's terms, like a general audience type thing perspective like that's more of mine so yeah i we could talk about that we could talk about indie games and all right how i feel about them cool so uh indie games from uh, the perspective of someone who is not quite as plugged into them as i am so uh yeah indie games from not an indie gamer yeah so uh so you could look forward to that uh in the future yes um uh okay we'll we'll start with that uh also uh, any questions comments uh suggestions for a new topic an episode send us an email at halftone takes uh at gmail.com and we uh, also have a instagram for the show as well yes uh same same moniker same title look us up uh like and subscribe i draw um every episode i draw a different picture um for it and it's really fun i think it's cool um if you've enjoyed listening uh please give us a rating and review on apple Podcasts, podcast addict or wherever you get your podcast like and you can rate them um word of mouth is the only way we can grow and we appreciate that uh so tell your friends mm-hmm. and if you don't know already i have been Corey revis i'm an illustrator and comic creator you can find me on instagram at E-A-R-T-H-U-R underscore O-N-E. That's Earther1. Um, that is my personal art page. That is cool. And also, I have a, a comic on Webtoons called Dawn of Time. Look it up. Give it a like. Give it a read. Uh, it's cool. It's about time. <laughs> <laughs> it's about time. Uh, I have been Adam Bucheri. I'm an animator and game designer. You can find my tabletop games at boocherry.itch.io. That is boo like ghost, cherry like fruit. Mm, yum, yum, yum. Mm. And mm. that is us for, you know, uh, this episode. Uh, so the next week, you know what's going on. So we will talk. To, we will talk to each other next week. And we hopefully you guys will listen. Yeah. yeah cool. Yeah. All right, we got to go. So I'll see you guys later. Deuces. (laughs) (laughs) See ya. See ya.
Some people are one way, that's how they stay. Some people find one life, they live that way. Stayed in that house and did it remain. 